Hi, I'm Jeff Hendrickson, and welcome to the Sage Warrior Gentleman Podcast, where we explore the three facets of the modern mature man and discuss leadership, chivalry, and style so that you can continue to bring your best to the world. Through interviews with men from all walks of life, some I've known and worked with in various industries over the years, you'll learn some valuable lessons about modern men and their struggles and triumphs. Hey, hey, welcome back, my philosophy fans. This is Jeff, and one more episode of 5-Minute Philosophy. And uh, as you can see from the title, we're switching over to Eastern today. Um, Went down about as far as, well... No, that's not true. There was a lot more <laughs> left to go in Western, but uh, I want to change gears a little bit. I want to, I want to change, uh, change what we're talking about and get into Eastern and see what we can get to here. So uh, philosophybasics.com, general Eastern, and uh, let's go. Eastern philosophy refers very broadly to the various philosophies of Asia. Notable among these are Indian philosophy, Chinese philosophy, Korean philosophy, and Japanese philosophy. The term sometimes also includes Middle Eastern traditions of philosophical thought, including Persian philosophy, Arabic philosophy, Babylonian philosophy, and Jewish philosophy. The distinction between Western and Eastern is, of course, somewhat arbitrary and artificial, and in some respects, even misleading. For example, Indian and Chinese philosophies are at least as distinct from each other as they are from Western philosophy. Ancient Babylonian philosophy can be considered Eastern in some ways, but it almost certainly had a strong influence on Greek, particularly Hellenistic philosophy. It can be argued that Persian, Arabic, and Jewish philosophies are much closer in nature to Western philosophy than Eastern, and the geographical and historical links are much closer. In many cases, the philosophical schools are indistinguishable from the various religions which gave rise to them, or vice versa. Very broadly speaking, according to some commentators, Western society strives to find and prove the truth, while Eastern society accepts the truth as given and is more interested in finding the balance. I think we heard that in one of the other episodes. Westerners put more stock in individual rights, Easterners in social responsibility. It has been argued that the essence of the Eastern worldview is the awareness of the unity and mutual interrelation of all things, which are inseparable parts of a cosmic whole. All right, cool. So that's it for this very first page. So let's, uh, let's go down a link here. Let's go into Indian and see where we can get to on Indian. All right, introduction, Indian philosophy, or in Sanskrit, darshanas, refers to any of several traditions of philosophical thought that originated in the Indian subcontinent, including Hindu philosophy, Buddhist philosophy, and Jain philosophy. See below for brief introductions to these schools. It is considered by Indian thinkers to be a practical discipline, and its goal should always be to improve human life. The Orthodox or Hindu schools. The main Hindu Orthodox, Aztika schools of Indian philosophy, are those codified during the medieval period of Brahmanic Sanskritic scholasticism, and they take the ancient Vedas, the oldest sacred texts of Hinduism, as their source and scriptural authority. Samkhya, uh, spelled S A M K H Y A, 
is the oldest of the orthodox philosophical systems, and it postulates that everything in reality stems from purusha, P-U-R-U-S-H-A, self or soul or mind, and prakriti, matter, creative agency, energy. It is a dualist philosophy, although between the self and matter, rather than between body and mind, as in the Western dualist tradition. And liberation occurs when the realization that the soul and the dispositions of matter, steadiness, activity, and dullness are different. Yoga. The yoga school, as expounded by Patanjali in his second century BC Yoga Sutras, accepts the Samkhya uh, psychology and metaphysics, but is more theistic, with the addition of divine entity to Samkhya's 25 elements of reality. The relatively brief Yoga Sutras are divided into eight Ashtanga limbs, reminiscent of Buddhism's Noble Eightfold Path. The goal being to quiet one's mind and achieve kaivalya, solitariness or detachment. So uh, there we have it for today. Um, that is our first foray into Eastern philosophy. I think some really neat stuff in here too. So uh, glad to have you with me. Stick with me because we're going to keep going. A lot more to go. This is your pal Jeff signing out. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sage Warrior Gentleman podcast. And remember that you can join us and get a free guide over at sagewarriorgentleman.com. We'd love to have you join our conversation and please help us spread the word if you feel this could help someone you know and care about.